0: Hi, my name is Queen Zaliah Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. I am going to tell you about my auntie's ghost. And this is something that happened to me when I was, I'm going to say, about 14 years old. I remember the first time that I had met Ola May. We were living in this trailer park down in Fuquay and Ola May and my mother were best friends and her trailer was across from our trailer like I could look out the window and I could see her trailer and we used to go over there and play all the time and hang out with Ola May. and her mom well my mom and her they were very good friends and her son we all grew up like brothers and sisters he was about my brother's age so him and my brother hung out more i was the oldest so i was always the babysitter because i was the oldest of all the kids but ola may was special and i remember ola may used to do my hair she used to spend a lot of time with me when we moved from Fuquay, we moved to Raleigh. And we was living in this gray house. And it was one of those old gray houses that had a fireplace in every room. And it had an old wooden gray porch. And it sat on New Bern Avenue as you was coming off the hill. And coming, I guess it was coming past Swain Street. Um, now if you go over there to that gray house, it's been remodeled. But Ola May would still come all the way from Fuquay and come to Raleigh and help my mom out. She would take me to my school plays because I was so active in school. She would take me to my um, choir recitals. She just would do a lot of things because my mother was going to school. She was going to school to get her GED and then she was going to Wake Tech. To take up a take up a um some type of study and some type of career that she wanted to do. I want to say that it was phlebotomy or something like that. I can't quite remember. But she was always in school, and so Ola May was there with us all the time. Um, my mother had had another child, which was Danny, and um, Danny was a you know he was a little bit younger. And then she met. Asia, and she had Avia. So there was a baby there. There was Danny. There was me. There was my brother. There was my sister. It was five of us. And Ola Mae still came around. I mean, I loved Ola May. and to me, she was my aunt. I called her my aunt, even though she was no relation kin to my mother. But she did a lot of things for me that my own aunts. Never did, and so I looked at her as being my aunt, and she was really special to me. Like, she had this glow about her, she was always laughing, she was always happy around the children she was. And, like I said, there was nothing that she would not do for my mother, there was nothing that she would not do for. Any of us, not for any of us. She would always look after us. She would always um, make sure that we had all the things that we needed. Ola May was very, very special in our lives. Well, one day came home from school and my mother was crying. And I couldn't understand why she was crying, but she was really upset. And you know she was like I need for you to sit down I got something I want to tell you So I was in middle school And you know Of course the other ones My my other brother and sister hadn't gotten home yet So I sat down on the couch Put my books down on the floor And my mother told me that Ola May had died And That was One of the first Times that I had really loved someone who had died and it hurt me because I just could not believe that Ola May had died and they found her dead in her trailer and that really fucked me up because they found her like she didn't die in a hospital you know she was found like she died her son was there and he was little she was found and that really bothered me and I cried and I cried and I cried because not only did I look at her as my aunt she was like my best friend because you know when you're 14 you're going through a lot of things and there are some things that you can't discuss with your mother there are some things you can't talk about with other people but Ola May knew like she knew what I was going through. She would listen to me. She, would, she wouldn't yell or curse or do anything like that. She didn't treat me like I was a child, but she knew that I was growing up and she respected that. So it bothered me because I'm like, you know, who's going to take me to school, to my stuff? Who? And she would stay there with me too. She wouldn't just drop me off. Who's going to do all these things? Ola May is not there. She's not going to be able to do it anymore. And it was a sad time for me. So that night I was in my room and, you know, my, my younger brother, the baby, and my sister slept in the bed with me and they were in the bed with me and we were all sleeping. Um, We had fallen asleep and I heard some noise in my room and I opened my eyes and in the corner of my room there sat an old yellow chair my mother got that chair from Goodwill it didn't have any feet on it but she got it for my room because even though I shared a room she still wanted me to have some sense of being like a teenager where I didn't have to sit on the bed all the time I could sit up in the chair because I used to love to read I still love to read so that yellow chair was sitting in the corner and there was a lamp on on the on the um, mantle of the fireplace in my room and i would turn that lamp on and i would sit in that chair and i would read well the noise was coming from that yellow chair We're coming from around that yellow chair and i looked over at that chair and it lit up and i sat up in bed and it was Ola May. She was sitting in the chair and she was glowing. She was glowing from head to toe. And she smiled at me and I was so happy. I was like, Ola May, you're dead. And she told me, she said, no, I'm not dead. She said, but I just wanted to come and tell you goodbye. And I said, where are you going? She said, I want you to tell your mother what happened to me. And I said, what do you mean what happened to you? And Ola told me that this guy that she was dealing with had given her something to drink. And that it was inside of a mason jar. It was supposed to have been something like moonshine. And that he had planted something under her trailer and had given her something to drink. And whatever it was that she drunk out of that mason jar is what killed her. And I told her that I didn't believe it. And she said, yes, believe it. She said, tell your mother what I said. And when they go to the trailer to clean it out, they're going to find the jars and they need to look up underneath the trailer and they're going to see what I'm talking about. And she disappeared. So I could not sleep. I mean, I saw her just like I was seeing her in person in the human form not the ghostly form and she was just sitting there having a conversation she had on a pair of jeans and she had on a red t-shirt she always kept her hair cut short she didn't wear a lot of makeup she didn't wear a lot of jewelry but she was beautiful and that's how she looked to me so the next morning we were getting up and I walked into my mom's room and I said, Ma, I got to tell you something. And she said, what? I said, Ola Mae came to see me last night. And my mother said, you dreamt about Ola Mae? I said, no, she came to see me last night. And my mother was like, what did she say? I said, she said that that man that she was seeing, whoever he was, gave her something to drink in a mason jar and he put something underneath her trailer and she had been um, drinking it and that's what killed her so my mama said so are you trying to say that he put some roots on her I said "Ma, I don't know but she told me to tell you that and she said when you go to the trailer to clean up her stuff you're gonna see what I'm talking about so my mom, she called her friend, Ruby, and told Ruby what I had said. And they was like, oh, Teresa, she don't know what she's, at that time, my name was Teresa. Teresa, she don't know what she's talking about. Um, Ain't nobody did nothing to Ola Mae. They, they thinking that she just had a stroke or something. My mom said, I'm going to go check it out. And at that time, I was not aware that I could communicate with the spirits of the dead. I was not aware that I could see the dead. But that was the first one of the first clear experiences that I clearly remember actually talking and seeing someone that I love that had passed. So they go down to the house. They're going there. They're picking her outfit to wearing a casket for the, for the casket and all this other kind of stuff. And they start cleaning the house up. And lo and behold, they opened up this cabinet that was in her kitchen and there was the mason jar. But the mason jar was not alone for there were several mason jars with all kinds of liquid and crap in it. And my mom and my mother's friend, they looked at each other Then we were outside playing around the trailer and I just decided to get down on my knees. And when I got on my knees, it was watermelons growing underneath the trailer. Now, I know we used to eat a lot of watermelon and spit the seeds out at our house, but there was watermelons growing up underneath the trailer. So I told my mom, I said, Mom, there's watermelons growing up underneath the trailer. They came out, they looked under the trailer, they started pulling the watermelons out from underneath the trailer. And then they found a jar with something in it that was buried underneath the trailer. And they realized that Ola May did come and speak to me, that her death was not accidental, that roots had definitely been placed on her. Did they do anything about it? No. That, you know, back then, people kept secrets. If, if people kept secrets today like they did, did back then, the world, I think, would be a better place. But people kept their secrets, so they never approached a guy about it. And he was at the funeral, and I couldn't even look at him. But it tore me up because I loved Ola May with all my heart. And I will never forget that my auntie's ghost came to visit me. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have a story you want to tell, you can reach out to me at www.queenzoya.com. Or you can reach out to my email, queensawaya at gmail.com. I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Miss Z's Storytelling, My Auntie's Ghost. Thank you and have a nice day.